Hi, welcome to Bible on the Beach. I'm Ryan, down here today at uh, State Park, where I live in San Clemente. And it's always a joy to be able to teach you the Bible. I started first learning about God. I was first invited to church uh, just down the beach here uh, when I was six, uh, 15 years old. I was invited for the first time. And if you would have told me that all these years later, I'd be living here with my family, teaching the Bible, uh, helping plant churches, uh, using water all around the world, I would have said, no way. But God's awesome. He's been faithful. Um, and it's just a joy to be able to teach you. Now, I'm on a journey of five or six, probably it's going to take another five or six years to teach the whole Bible this way. Now, the reason why I'm doing this is because <clears throat> uh, to encourage you in your faith, we've been going through the book of Acts, and Paul, he took the responsibility to encourage the disciples in his life and the churches that were planted through his missionary journeys. And I'm just trying to do the same, uh, essentially. And uh, there have been people that have learned about God from my life. And there have been churches that have uh, started um, as a result of the effort that I put in through different trips and missions. So I just want to take the responsibility to teach the Bible and encourage those people. Um, if you're new and you're following along, welcome. Pretty simple. Every time we open the Bible, we say, God, give us the eyes to see. Lord, give us the ears to hear, and then give me the heart to feel what it is you want me to feel today so that I can represent you well. Now, my focus in Bible on the Beach is always uh, pretty simple. It's just disciples making disciples, churches planting churches. Now, what does that mean? Well, a disciple is just somebody who follows God, and every person can help one other person learn about God and follow God. And as you do that, these little groups form. Those are called churches. It's really that simple. Church is not... A giant corporate machine as much as it is an organic fluid dynamic relational network extension when we think of it in those terms it's very 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 exciting me personally the more corporate things get the more boring they become but when things remain dynamic fluid organic uh, and uniquely specific to the people that are following God it is a very exciting uh, wonderful thing to be a part of. Now, <clears throat> um, Acts chapter 19, where we're at today, says, while Apollos was ministering in Corinth, Paul traveled on through the regions of Turkey until he arrived in Ephesus, where he found a group of 12 followers of Jesus. This is interesting. It's very specific here. Now, why would there be 12 followers of Jesus? Well, there were 12 followers of Jesus <laughs> at the beginning of this whole thing. Jesus comes into the world. He spends his time basically with 12 people, teaching them and training them and spending time with them. Yes, there were miracles. Yes, they went to parties. Yes, they did had big events and all this stuff. But Jesus' main focus was on this group of people that were traveling with them and spending time with them. Because as you spend time with Jesus and you travel with Jesus, that's where you get to know Jesus. So there's this model, there's this strategy high relationship, high experience, and then that's how things spread. And so that's very exciting. Jesus is trying to teach us something that the best thing that the best things that happen are when we spend tons of time with God uh, and then we travel and, and try to figure out how to love and help people. That's really the secret sauce of the kingdom. And so <clears throat> there were 12 people there. He says the first thing he asked was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? No, they replied, we've not even heard 
the Holy Spirit. Paul asked, and what is the meaning of your baptism? They responded, it meant that we should follow John's teaching. Paul said, John's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins, and he taught you to believe in the one uh, who was coming after him, Jesus, the anointed one. When they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, the anointed one. When Paul laid his hands on each of the twelve, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit manifested, and they immediately spoke in tongues and prophesied. So what's happening here? <clears throat> well, we need to be physically baptized because that's a metaphor and a symbol. It shows that we die to ourselves and we're resurrected to new life in Jesus. That's a public declaration. It's a metaphor. Jesus asks us to do it. If you haven't been water baptized, you can text me or direct message me. I've done it hundreds of times for people. I've helped water baptize hundreds of people in my life. Very simple. Jesus commands us to follow through on that symbol, on that symbol on that metaphor of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of our lives as a public declaration that we're following him. There's also a Holy Spirit baptism that we need every single day. Every single day, God wants us to be immersed in the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You can say it right now. God, today, right now, baptize me, immerse me in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, for three months, Paul taught openly and fearlessly in the synagogue, arguing persuasively for them to enter into God's kingdom realm. But some of them hardened their hearts and stubbornly refused to believe. When they spoke evil of the way in front of the congregation, Paul withdrew from them and took the believers with him. So, there are people that follow God and there are people that oppose God. How do you know who's opposing God? <laughs> they slander you. Indication number one, if people aren't following God, they slander the servants of God. They slander the kingdom of God. They slander the ministry of God. That's how you know you're being opposed. One thing, slander. And that's what happens here. <clears throat> Every day for over two years, Paul taught them in the lecture hall of Tyrannus, which resulted in everyone living in the province of Asia, Jews and non-Jews, hearing the prophetic word of the Lord. Now, everybody heard the prophetic word of the Lord because Paul was faithful. Paul was faithful in his successes, and Paul was faithful in his sufferings. It's easy to be faithful in your successes, when everything's going your way, sufferings test your character. Sufferings test your faithfulness. Sufferings test if you're going to grind it out when everybody else is quitting. I've been doing this long enough. It is not the most talented. It is not the most accomplished. It is not the most qualified people that go the distance. It's the grinders. It's the hard asses. It's the stubborn people who refuse to quit. Those are the people that make it. If you would have told me that I'd be the one who would be 47 standing here doing this, I would have said, you are you are out of your mind. Do you know how many people are smarter, more gifted, more talented, have access to more capital, who are 
just better people? I could name hundreds. I could name hundreds. But, I ride a bicycle, and bicycles are a metaphor for the kingdom of God. When you ride a bike, you get to choose if you keep pedaling the bicycle. You get tired, you have every excuse, you have every reason to quit and give up and act like a little baby. And if you learn how to grind, I've ridden 227 miles in one day on a bicycle from Santa Barbara to San Diego. I know how to keep going hours and hours and hours and hours and hours after I feel like giving up. That is a metaphor for the kingdom of God. It's not the smartest, the brightest, the person with the best brand or the person who has the best personality. It's not even the person who has the best idea. It definitely is the hard asses who know how to get after it when everybody else wants to go home and take a nap and quit. And that's what Paul had. And that's what I want you to have in your life is grit and determination to do what God's called you to do. And so being filled with the Holy Spirit will result in faithfulness, grit, and determination. So let's just pray right now. Let's just say, God, would you fill me with grit, with faithfulness, and with determination today? Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to be the person you want me to be today in every space, in every place that I find myself. (laughs) Man, I love doing this. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you get something out of it. Every time we open up the Bible, we hear from God. If you're getting something out of this, would you do me a favor? Would you text someone and tell someone to follow along so they can hear from God uh, every day too? Until next time, Bible on the Beach. I hope you have a beautiful day.